You're listening to the Secrets of Successful Business podcast, your go-to source for business tips, tricks, and proven strategies that will help you create a streamlined and profitable business. We chat to the best minds in business about their journey. It is so worth it and it can take time, but it's highly beneficial. How they started. It's going to be really hard. There'll be moments where you regret all of it, but there are such high moments as well and just constantly persevere. What they learned along the way. Quickly discovering what your boundaries are and putting them in place and sticking to them. And of course, we'll ask them for their secret sauce for creating a successful business. I would say to anyone who wants to start a business, have a purpose. Join us as we take a sneak peek behind the curtain, talk solutions for those business pain points, working smarter, not harder, mindset and the challenges of fitting it all in with the demands of today's busy lifestyle. If you're a business owner, side hustler or just starting your business journey, this podcast is for you. Now, here's your host, business coach and content creator, Justine McLean from Flossy Creative. Hello, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. In case we haven't met, I'm Justine, a small business owner on a mission to uncover and share the secrets of creating and running a profitable, sustainable, and successful business. I've been in business for over 20 years now, and I get to use all that I've learned along the way to help other women in business reduce the overwhelm, gain visibility around their numbers, charge what they're worth, and make more money. It's about designing a life you love that fits into your definition of success. So if I can help you create the profitable business you deserve, please reach out. Now, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This week, I wanted to talk about interest rates or rather the increase in interest rates and how they're impacting business. There's so many news stories around at the moment about whether the economy will have a soft landing. Experts are predicting that after a slight decrease in inflation in February or whether or not interest rates will continue to increase. And a number of experts are saying that we could look at another 0.75% interest rate increase here in Australia in 2023. But no matter what the news headlines are and no matter whether the RBA here in Australia or your local bank, where the banking group, wherever you're listening in the world, decides to push up the cash rate, the reality is that living in a world where interest rates are increasing, inflation is on the up, and there's so many things going on in the world, we're paying more for just about everything. Here in Australia, about 35% of the population have a mortgage. There's another 30% of the population who own a property that they potentially rent out, so an investor. And when interest rates go up, obviously, it's more expensive for the mortgage rate holder or for someone who's paying off a mortgage on a rented property. But what people don't think about is the impact that all of that has on business. Because when the cash rate goes up, any businesses who have loans or any businesses who rely on other businesses who have loans, and invariably there are some of those out there, are going to need to put their prices up to fill that void, to be able to afford that increase in the interest that they have to pay. And of course, the news likes to put out a whole bunch of you know, panic-filled headlines and share all about how 
grim things are going to become. But as I was saying, no matter what the labels we put on these things, whether it's the recession, whether it's an interest rate increase, when you're living through the reality of what that means, you need to look for solutions. So in the spirit of my word of the year, which is proactive, today I wanted to talk about how interest rates are impacting business right now and the practical and proactive things that we as business owners can do to kind of buffer ourselves in the fallout, if, if you will. That sounds very dramatic, but you get what I mean. I think we've all probably seen lower consumer confidence and the subsequent belt tightening that comes with an increase in interest rates. Obviously, things in the supermarket are more expensive and at the petrol bowser, they're more expensive. But for business owners, when we're hoping to sell our thing, whatever that is, a product or a service, or when we're launching something new, quite often where we would have been busy right now, we're hearing crickets or things are not as busy as they once were. So it's certainly not business as usual. And of course, it depends on the sort of business that you're in. But what my clients are saying to me is that there tends to be a lot more no-shows, service cancellations in those service-based businesses like hairdressers and beauty salons. And there's often a reluctance for a customer to spend money on what they're considering right now to be a luxury item. And if you've been in business long enough, you'll know that this is not an isolated situation or event. It's happened many times over the last 30 years that I've been in business. And I think when you've been in business for a while, you realize that it's definitely a long game, but that you need to have a resilience when it comes to the peaks and the troughs that will naturally occur in business. So the thing that I would say to you is that it's impossible to control worldwide events. It's impossible to control interest rate increases or to control inflation to a degree. Uh, And so what you need to be able to look at when we're in this current situation where things are not as happening and as lucrative as we would like is how are you reacting? Because that is something you can control. And I think that's where mindset comes into play in business because, you know, you can't control what's going on around you, but you can definitely control how you react to it and the levers that you choose to pull inside of your business so that your business can buffer as much as possible what's going on, but also come out the other side and still be working. So I, over the last couple of weeks, have helped a number of my clients take deep dives into things like their cost of doing business. We've reviewed their service offerings and their pricing. In some cases, we've created new packages. And we've also taken a look at the language that they're using when they're speaking to their customers, the way we engage and communicate with the ideal customers that we're hoping to serve. And there's also one big question that I've been helping people answer over the last few weeks, and that is, where's all the money going? And can I make more or how can I make more, particularly in this current environment? So if you're in a similar boat, you want to have any of those questions answered, or you're just generally concerned about the cost of doing business right now due to the increase in interest rates, I just wanted to share 
some tips in this episode today to help you firm up what's going on in your business and stay the course through this little hiccup that we're now all experiencing. So my first tip is to start by reviewing the cost of doing business. In other words, what does it cost you to run your business? How do you work this out? Well, you grab a copy of your profit and loss statement. If you've got a cloud, if you've got cloud accounting software, you can grab it out of there. If you don't have cloud accounting software, grab uh, your bank statement and work out where is all the money coming from and more importantly, where is it all going? Because that cost of doing business, where it's all going, is going to tell you a story about where you can look at saving. And when you know where all the money is going, you can start to look at a few different things. So the first one I always suggest to my clients is to have a look at your subscriptions. And I know you've probably heard this ad nauseum, but the truth is we subscribe to a lot of things as business owners. We think, oh, we'll just give that a try for a month and then we completely forget to cancel the subscription or, you know, we pay for a year in advance and the year comes around and it auto renews and, you know, we've completely forgotten about it until we get the email and then we discover that we can't get a refund on that subscription we no longer use. So I would go through not only your bank account, but I'd also go through your credit cards and your PayPal because quite often those sneaky little things, the credit cards and the PayPal uh, is where those subscriptions are being paid for. Have a look at all of the subscriptions genuinely ask yourself, what am I using in my business? Is it worthwhile? Is it saving me time? Is it saving me money? Do I need to pause it for a time and see if I can live without it? Or is there another version? Can I downgrade it to a less expensive version or perhaps even to a free version for the time being and save some money that way? You'd be surprised what you'll save with your subscriptions. If you have, whether it's an iPhone or whether it's an Android and you're subscribing to certain apps or you've got kids like I have who tend to use my profile for some reason to subscribe to apps, make sure you have a look at whether there are paid subscriptions on those because it's worth checking those before the renewal dates. Another way you can look to review the cost of doing business is to go through all of your utilities. So electricity, gas, telephone, insurance is another one and have a think about where you can save money. So contact the suppliers. Is there a better deal on offer and can you take advantage of it? Can you use one of the comparison sites to work out where you could save some money? Just a note on those comparison sites, if you do find something cheaper on the comparison site, my tip is actually to then go back to your supplier and share with them the better deal, particularly if it's a different supplier or, or if it's a new supplier, contact them directly because quite often what happens is you dive in on those comparison sites and it doesn't flow through to the supplier or there's an issue with the uh, package that you've signed up for. There's always little quirks in, in there. So I would say contact the supplier that you want to use directly ask them for a better deal and ask whether you can take advantage of it. Even if you think you're locked into a contract, whether that's on your utilities or whether that's on your telephone or internet, talk to your supplier and see what they can do for you. Telstra, for example, do Telstra Tuesday. I believe it's the first Tuesday of every month. And there's often great deals going on Telstra Tuesday on internet and phone plans. This is not an ad for Telstra, by the way, but it's just something I have heard about. And they are quite keen on upping your plan because they want to lock you in 
for a bit more, even though they're sort of earning less in the short term. If you are renting a premises, talk to your landlord about a reduction in rent for a few months or perhaps a deal on the outgoings. I think this was something we got used to doing during COVID, but we've forgotten about that now when, you know, arguably business is in perhaps not the same state as we were, you know, during COVID, but certainly things are getting more expensive and a bit tougher out there. So, you know, talk to them about whether there's a reduction or a deal you can do on the outgoings. You never know, they might just surprise you and say yes. Naturally, when you know that your lease term is up, it is definitely worth trying to negotiate a better deal or consider changing premises. Maybe you can move home for a short time and work from home. Not ideal, but consider that if you don't run a bricks and mortar premises like a retail store. If you use regular suppliers or contractors in your business, is there a way to streamline those services and get a better deal? So think outside the box, particularly if you use contractors for things like your admin services or your graphic design. Maybe you can have a contract arrangement for a couple of months or a service swap with your regular suppliers that will save you both a little bit of money. Staffing obviously is a huge expense. So if you employ staff, as hard as it is, it might be time to take a critical look at your staffing and cut back on some of the hours or streamline and combine roles. Staffing is one of those things that tends to be the easy cut when it comes to hard times. And I think we can all probably think about a business that is retrenching people or reducing staff. But obviously, if you've got a smaller business, it's certainly worth thinking about different ways to go about it. And obviously, if people have employment contracts with you, you can't just sack them. But maybe if you look at combining or streamlining some roles, you can look at a situation where Their current position might become redundant, but you can offer them another position instead. So have a think about that. If you're unsure what to do around that, of course, go and seek advice, talk to Fair Work. They're really helpful when it comes to this sort of thing. But obviously, staffing is something to consider. Maybe you should outsource, as ridiculous as this sounds, some of the things that you don't like doing or you find very time-consuming because in the long run, it will save you money. You might get a better rate than you're currently paying, obviously, if you look around and consider the different options in terms of outsourcing. But if you're the one who's doing all the work, and particularly if it's taking up a lot of your time, if you outsource, you can then spend your time working back in your zone of genius, which is often selling or providing a particular service. And a lot of business owners don't think about that. They think, well, you know, I'm trying to save money, so I'm not going to spend anything, but often spending that little bit will save you a lot of money in the long run. Can you create, improve, or streamline your systems and processes to help with your workload? Maybe offshoring could be an option for your business. Maybe it's about bringing in some tech. But I always think it's worth looking at your systems and processes, those no-brainer things that you sort of do on repeat to try and determine whether there are ways that you can save. And I think if you do that on a regular basis, let's say every six months in your business, you'd be surprised at where the efficiencies will come because as you've worked in something and done something over a longer period, you start to see the shortcuts. And so it's important to update those systems processes, relay those obviously to your staff and contractors, but also bring in that tech or 
bring in alternate workforce if you can save time and money. Have a look at your discretionary spending in your business because quite often there is a whole lot of discretionary spending happening, stuff that's nice to do but is not essential for the running of your business that you could cut back on. And I think sometimes we get in the habit of going on a retreat or booking a service or doing something, buying that new piece of computer equipment in our business that we don't really need to spend the money on right now. We probably could wait for that, but we kind of do it anyway because that's our default or when we get stressed, maybe we spend money because that's our money story, you know the deal. But have a look at that discretionary spending and seriously ask yourself, is this something I need to spend my money on right now or can this wait for a while? So once you've reviewed your cost of doing business and you've made some nice cuts there, and I'm sure you're going to find some that are going to make, you know, give you more money instantaneously, the next thing to do is have a look at your services or your product offerings. So do you know how much each of those services or each product takes, you know, costs you to deliver? Um, In other words, what are all the elements that go into delivering each service or each product that you send out to a customer? And where can you save money on those, that workflow? Is it time to actually review the prices because you can't cut money on freight, particularly um, at the moment, or there's no way that you can streamline a service that is going to save you money? So is it time to then review your prices and maybe just like everybody else, tweak them, put them up? Perhaps it's a service that just isn't making you any money and so you need to get rid of it or you need to look at a way of revamping it, reintroducing it as a new service, or potentially having a look at some other income streams to increase that service. The most important thing is that you continue to ask yourself the question, who is my ideal client? How can I serve them? What is it that they need right now? What's that pain point that I can deliver a transformation on or in that will help them go from A to B faster? And if I can do that in in a cost-effective way, then, you know, potentially they're going to buy from me, whereas before maybe they would have been reluctant to do that. List building is super important right now because people might not be buying from you now, but it doesn't mean that they're no longer interested in your service. So think about spending some time in growing your list, bringing potential new customers into your ecosystem and even more importantly, nurturing those customers that you currently have. So think about, again, as I said, the transformation that you can help them with or what the biggest pain point is that they're working through right now. Where are their stresses and how can you help them? Quite often when we reach out to our existing customer base with a special offer for them, like perhaps a VIP deal that's just for them, we find that those existing customers are the ones who come back to us time and time again. So don't forget about them, definitely nurture them, but also look to list build through this time because when things are bright and shiny again, they will definitely be interested in buying from you. Now, if you do have a loan, whether it's a business loan, a personal loan or a mortgage, you might want to consider these things. I've been doing these for years and I absolutely hand on heart guarantee that they will make a difference to you. Again, if you're not sure, seek advice, talk to your accountant, talk to a financial planner, talk to someone at the financial institution where you've got your money set up, but consider 
making your repayments weekly instead of monthly. It is an absolute game changer. It's a bit of work to get it set up, but I promise you, you will save a fortune over time on paying interest because interest on loans is compound interest. So it's usually calculated daily and whatever the amount is at the end of the day, they whack more interest on that. So if you're paying it off once a week, you're obviously going to save some money. Consider setting up an offset account that is attached directly to your loan. Again, I have have a couple of these that are attached to my loan. You can actually park your savings in there and that's going to reduce the amount of interest that you're paying. If you feel like you're paying through the nose, then consider refinancing. You can literally go to your current financial institution or go to another financial institution and ask them whether or not there's a better deal that you can get on the current loan that you're repaying. I always use a mortgage broker. I think they're worth their weight in gold. It's not going to cost you anything to use a mortgage broker. And particularly if you're time poor or you don't understand the ins and outs of loans and how to apply and the information that you need to put into a loan application, then definitely consider using a broker. But certainly right now, it's worth refinancing or considering a refinance if you think you're paying too much or if you're not getting a great deal through your current institution. As I said, talk to your existing lender first, ask them for a better deal. It might save you a whole lot of headaches, but if the answer from them is a hard no, then definitely consider using a broker to see if or where you can save a bit of coin. Consider paying extra off your loan when the funds allow. So that could be when you get the tax check back at the end of the financial year, or if you have a bit of windfall, a bit of money that you've managed to save up, consider whacking that off the loan if that's at all possible for you. If it isn't, then obviously that's not going to be consideration. My next tip is to save, save, save. So important if you can save upfront for your taxes and your super just as a bare minimum, for example, future you is going to thank you for it. I absolutely promise you that. Put money aside when it comes into your operating account and then don't touch it. My rule of thumb is that I always take 10% of every bit of income that I earn and I put that into my savings account, my business savings account. And then when I run a payroll for myself, whatever the actual PAYG and super amounts are, I put those into that account as well. It's an absolute godsend because I always know that I have enough money to pay for all of my compliance and I don't need to worry. If you're not in that position, I would say to just save what you can. And then when it comes time to pay, particularly your compliance, if it's a struggle for you, Talk to your accountant, talk to your BAS agent, your bookkeeper, and see if you can come up with a payment plan. Start an OMG fund. So when we're talking about savings, you've got to save the business, but I always say to start an OMG fund or a rainy day fund or an old hell fund, whatever you want to call it, do that for both your business and your personal life. Even if you start by putting $1 away per pay cycle and then increasing that as you have the bandwidth to do it, you'll be grateful that you did. The idea here is that we're creating a new habit. It's a savings habit and it's going to be good for your mindset, your money mindset. I always start with a goal in mind and then I sort of work backwards to see how much money I need to save every week to achieve that goal at the end of the year. If that is too big a task for you and all you can do right now is save a dollar a day or a dollar a week, just do it. 
create an, an online account that's attached to uh, another account, whether that's a personal or a business account. So you don't have a card, you can't go down to the ATM, you can't withdraw it easily and just get in that habit of saving because it will start something in you where you think, right, okay, that's my holiday fund, that's my OMG fund, whatever it is. And you'll always want to up the ante on that goal. That is it for me. It's a very short episode. They're just a few tips around some practical ways to deal with interest rates. I think it's really important right now to not be reactive when it comes to our money, whether that's our personal finances or our business finances, but to get as engaged and educated as possible and to start taking some proactive steps to make a difference in your life. So you're not stressed all the time about money. I mean, who wants to wake up at 3am thinking about interest rates? Not me. So I hope some of those tips resonate with you. It might seem like a lot of work to implement them all, but I guarantee if you set aside the time to do it, it'll not only ease the nerves when it comes to future interest rate increases, but it can also help you create a resilient business and a resilient mindset too. And how we react is all we can control. So thanks so much for listening. If you want more tips like this, you can jump on over to flossy.com.au. That's Flossy with an I and dive into my newsletter. Join my newsletter because I'm sending these out every other Friday. If not, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Have an amazing day. And if I can help you, of course, send me an email, justine at flossy.com.au. So until next time, take care and talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Successful Business podcast. For more information on all things business, head to flossy.com.au and make sure you hit subscribe on the show so you don't miss another new episode. If you're enjoying the show, please give it a quick rating or review, share it on your socials or with friends who might enjoy it. Catch you next time.